Good afternoon, and welcome to Rise and Shine, not just for mornings anymore. Do you want to help make the world a better place but don't know where to start? Join us as we explore the possibilities on today's show with inspiring guests, uplifting music, and new ideas. So let's get started. Here are your hosts, Lorianne Rising and Uncle Mark Olmstead. Welcome to Rise and Shine, not just for mornings anymore. I'm your host, Lorianne Rising. And I'm your other host, Uncle Mark Olmstead. We have a special treat in store for you with not one, but two guests on our show today. We get to hear from a woman who is living proof that miracles are real and happening all the time. And we get to dive deep into how one man pours his love into one of the most popular drinks around the world. But, you know, this week has, before we get started anyway, I wanted to just have a chance to, to, to share a little bit about what we've been up to. Um, this has been a little bit of a special one. Um, I'm, it's my birthday week. Okay, so I'll admit it. Um, and Lori Ann surprised me with a surprise that I didn't All know right. until we pulled into the parking lot what was going to be happening. Yeah, I, I spent a couple of days teasing you about it first, yeah, didn't I? Yeah. yeah. So, so do you remember the tidbits <clears throat> that I dropped? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Had to um, have closed-toed shoes. Um, let's see. Zippered pockets. Um, Don't bring your hat. Oh, yeah. No hat. You right. might want a jacket because it might get a little chilly. Right. And, uh, and we weren't starting until like three in the afternoon. So... It was kind of this whole curious thing, and I was just yeah. like, okay, and, you, and see, when we got in the car, you thought you'd I, figured it out. I, I thought I had a pretty good idea, and, and then we turned, we turned the other direction. Left I, instead of right. Okay, <laughs> so complete. And so when we pulled into the, the parking lot of High Life Adventures, it's been, a, it's been a sign we've been passing every time we go through Seaside. They talk about this zipline course that's available. And, you know, can I have to check into that sometime? You know, I've done several zip lines before. I've actually, uh, my first one was, yeah, it's probably 20 years ago uh, down in Mexico. And it was so crude, so rough. I mean, it was amazing. You, you get, uh, they hook you up to this uh, big old pulley. I think it, 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 I'm sure it was a cable that we were on. It may have been a really heavy duty rope. But, um, but then they hand you a, uh, a stick that had a, you know one of the about a two foot long stick with a branch coming off of it about a six inch long branch that so like an l-shaped yeah like an l-shaped stick okay and and you when you're about to the place where you're going to need to stop they tell you to reach behind the pulley with your stick and grab onto the, the cable and pull down on it to slow you down i mean <laughs> And, and not and, in, and not in front, and right? Not, yeah, yeah, it was really important to not put the, the stick in front of the cable or your pulley because that would, you know, pretty well derail you. But uh, yeah, you don't so, want to fall off. So it was a it was a different arrangement that these people had set up at uh, at High Life. It was really you had your own little pulley that was connected to your harness that you walk around with and. And there was and an was, actual break at the yeah, end that yeah. they controlled, so you didn't have to worry about it. it. They kept so, you safe. It was, that was really good. an evolution of the technology. It was amazing to watch and, and see how they set it up. And it was so what, really cool. What was your favorite part? Okay, I, I have never seen a, uh, a zipline course on the two or three that I've done that 
actually you had the chance to get dunked in the water but this was this whole course was set up around a pond and the i think it was the second to last line took you across and you had the choice to either do a full dunk um which it wasn't warm enough day for that for me um, you could do a, a foot drag or a hand drag or a high and dry and so i went for the hand drag and that's some uh, pretty good footage of that actually with the little kind of rooster tail behind you it was pretty cool we're gonna put that in the fan club yep yep and so it was actually really cool to to have that you know and to see how they'd organized these eight zip lines around this this water you know and and how nice it was to actually be flying over ponds and different things and see my my favorite part since i i haven't gone ziplining before so it was a first for me and i'm not terribly great about heights i'm not a complete chicken but it was uncomfortable to sort of step off and i really really appreciated that they had a stair step approach to the mm. course like the first one didn't feel like you were that high off the ground, high enough to be safe, of course, but not that high. And they made it fun and the tour guides are joking. Mm -hmm. The next one, you, there was a little game, you know, grab a rock or two and, you know, on your way down, toss it off to the side and you realize, oh, they're getting you to kind of relax and let go, mm -hmm. but they're focusing on something else. Yeah. So the whole thing was really designed to be fun for anybody's comfort level. Yeah, and they really progressed. It was, it was really well done. I mean, it's just, it was one of those businesses one of those experiences that we would just highly recommend so um, that was in warrenton oregon high life adventures and we got lots of video we're yeah, putting in our fan so club that's going on to the fan club and and uh so we'll be posting that and and not only is the fan club a great opportunity to go and see and be there with us on our you know wacky adventures like this it's also your chance to help make a real difference in the world you know because so far we've been heard in 23 countries and counting. Mm -hmm. And you can help us keep bringing the Rise and Shine message to the rest of the world. So thank you in advance for taking a minute and investing as little as $2 a month. That's less than half of one cup of coffee. You know, seriously. It is, yeah. <laughs> and, and with that $2, you can be helping to make a difference every month. So visit riseandshineas1.com and click on Fan Club to get started. Our first guest today is a user experience evangelist and Ford product owner. Currently, she is leading the vision for the development of the Ford Autonomous Digital Assistant. She has served in the user experience field for 20 years, seven of which she has focused on voice design. A graduate of India's Rajiv Gandhi Technical University, Shamala Prayaga earned her degree in civil engineering and has worked with many companies, including Amazon, AOL, and Voicebox, up to its acquisition by Serence. She has also consulted with many different cutting-edge startups, including Mutual Mobile and Kony Solutions. And she is now the author of Close Calls, My Life of Unseen Miracles. Welcome, Welcome Shama. How are you? Thank you. Thank you so much, Lodi. <laughs> we're, we're so glad you're here with us today. That's quite the diversity. Going from, uh, sounds like pretty much a high-tech world to miracles. So it so <laughs> just, just shows they're all related, right? They are all related, yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Well, tell us a little about your book so our, our listeners can kind of understand what it is and, and I mean, it just... I love the title. So, 
thank you thank you yeah the title uh, you know i'll talk about the title later but then uh, uh, you know like uh, throughout my life i have seen a lot of miracles you know some of those miracles were very really obvious because you know like i was almost kidnapped at the age of uh, 12 and then you know like uh, luckily i was able to come out of that uh, as a miracle so you know there were these kind of instances which happened and then um, you know like throughout there were so many like my pregnancy was a miracle and you know my jobs and my uh, you know like uh, steps towards the career was you know a miracle i've seen a lot mm-hmm. of downs in life uh, to the point where um, you know i also got cancer and mm. wow uh, and yeah so when i got to know about my cancer as well uh, you know like uh, uh, people told me like you know you should be thanking your stars that you caught it so early on so you know like when i reflect back there were many maybe i did not acknowledge them as much in the past because you know i was like in the flow and you know just uh, uh, you know like uh, living my life like everyone else but then after the cancer incident uh, and when people made me realize that you know like uh, angels were watching you i was like okay there's something you know i have to look back because during this period i lost trust in god and then you know like i almost uh, was in depression for a year and mm. depressions and all of those things so uh, those words of people who were around me kind of you know like uh, helped me reflect back and then look at you know every little thing which has happened there was a miracle attached to it and mm. the reason i want to write this book uh, i wrote this book is because i realized like there are many people like me who go through similar kind of situations in their life and some you know give up or uh, some you know do not acknowledge that you know there is miracle like everything has a miracle and the whole thing is you need to have trust you need to have faith and that's when you will start seeing the miracles happening in your life so absolutely I inspire people with this book well and so when did you first realize that that it was something that you wanted to become a writer around you you wanted to actually put in into a book form was that recently or? yes i was in third grade uh, you know and uh, we were still learning about uh, you know like english and all of those things back in india i studied in an english medium school and it is not mm-hmm. like english is our uh you know like uh, major language but it is one of the languages which was taught to us so uh, in third grade i still remember like you know uh, we were taught how to write little poems and then you know i wrote i wrote a poem about mother you know like uh, their sacrifices and you know like how much they do for us and all of those things and then i wrote a poem about birds you know and like the freedom they have and you know like they they can watch and do whatever they want and all of those kind of things so i started writing at that age and uh, my mother poem really turned out good so what my mom did was she actually sent it for publications to you know like uh, the newspaper and all and luckily the local newspaper published it <laughs> oh very cool so you're actually congratulations at, at what age were you then i was like 7 6 Oh my wow. goodness. And a published author already. Oh my goodness. That, that Hello. So back then it was just in the newspaper, <laughs> but then that gave me inspiration and I always wanted to be an author uh, ever since like you know I wrote a lot of poems. I have a diary full of my poems, you know. And my mom oh. telling me those things and reminding me do you remember you used to write all of these things? <laughs> 
Neat. Moms um, have a way of uh, being inspirational sometimes around that. Place. My mom is for a sure. big inspiration for sure. Oh, oh that's really good. We have that in common as well. That's just, so. Is a is a book of poetry in the works as well coming up, perhaps? Uh, Probably. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that well, that I, that'll really range the uh, from high tech to poetry. That'll that'll be a a, a good good. Well, it's all, it's all creativity. It takes creativity, Absolutely. and what a beautiful way to express yourself in many different forms. I love that, and I'm Thank I'm you. really curious. We all have sort of a different definition or an idea of what a miracle is. How do you? I guess, define what a miracle is. Yeah. So, um, you know, in simple words, I would say like, uh, you know, there are times when you would see darkness all around you and uh, you would find only difficulties around you. And uh, you would find that, okay, I don't have any path forward and I don't see any light. So like my mom keeps saying, there is a light, you know, uh, outside the tunnel. So when if you cross the tunnel, there's a light. But, uh, you know, in, in certain situations, you never find that light. You never find anything, you know, which you can stick to and say like, okay, I can come out of this situation easily. And in those situations, all of a sudden, you know, like tables turn without, uh, you know, like you realizing and that's for your good. And if you realize like, okay, it's happened for my good, that's when, you know, I would say it's a miracle. For example, <clears throat> I was fired from a company in the morning and I was in United States in a visa. So, you know, uh, what that meant was I have to go back to my country if I do not, uh, you know, like have secure a job in the company. And uh, believe me or not, I was super, you know, like stressed because, you know, we moved to this country and, you know, with big dreams and all of those things from India. And, you know, that was one thing. And uh, almost 70% of the staff was fired. And I was crying, crying the whole day. And I was thinking, God, what should I do next? I don't see any hope. I don't see any path forward because I'm on a different visa and things like that. And believe me or not, like evening, I got a call back from the HR and they were like, okay, we want to reinstate you back. You know? Wow. And that is a miracle when you have no path forward, tables turn and, you know, things, uh, you know, just... Uh, comes into your favor. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Wow. Somebody's got your back somewhere. Well, yeah. do you, uh, that's very cool. uh, curious, do you actually write those down? Do you keep track of the miracles? Do you, do you have a, a physical record of them? I call them shining moments in my children's book that, that, uh, that yeah. uh, I think some version of a, of a miracle or a shining moment, I, I call them sometimes, um, happens, I think, pretty much every day on, on some level, even if it's just, you know, a moment with a butterfly or, 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 or something, you know, just something simple. But I love um, that. Yeah. I'm curious, <laughs> I love that. I'm curious if you're in, in your writing, does that equate to something that you actually put on paper? I don't put on paper. Basically, what I do is, uh, you know, like uh, I uh, record my voice and I talk about, you know, what happened every day with me. So that's a practice I've been doing for a very long time where I'm I'm going to write about today. This, this has happened, you know, it's like I'm talking to myself and, you know, like I have the story. Mm -hmm. and that's when, you know, I will talk about all the things like, you know, today this happened, you know, like all of a sudden I got a call from this person or, you know, like... Uh, this miracle happened and things like that. 
Very oh, cool. Oh, very cool. So, so while you were writing this book, what was one of the most surprising things that you learned? Uh, it's very difficult to write and, uh, you know, talking and writing, these are two different things. You know, you can talk forever about things, but when you start putting things um, on a piece of paper, it's really difficult because, you know, it's not the same. So uh, what I learned was, you know, like uh, when you are writing, you have to write for, uh, you know, a different kind of uh, mindset. Like, you know, when we are speaking, we are speaking for listening and I'm really good at it. So that was one uh, difficult thing for me to like, how, how do I make this more engaging so that the users, you know, uh, you know, walk with me in the journey uh, together when they are reading, they also are, you know, like going through the experience. Like when I talk about my small town in India and when I talk about, you know, like it's beauty or things like that. So that was really difficult to, you know, like uh, put it all uh, together. Wow. Very cool. This is interesting. To, I'm looking forward to hearing some of your poems. I hope you do you have any of your poetry in your book? Uh, I don't have my poetries. Uh, I do have some uh, good quotes in there from others, which, you know, really affected okay. me in there. But yeah, I did not. Maybe, you know, I will launch uh, just my poems. <laughs> okay. Okay. I would look well, forward hope, to that. I hope you'll let us know for sure. That would be a lot of fun to, to I will. add a link to our website for you. Um, that would be yeah. great. And yeah. so speaking of, of which, where can people find a copy of your book? And that's Close Calls, My Life of Unseen Miracles, because I, I so, love this stuff. Thank you. Thank you. So it's, uh, you, they can find in Amazon, you know, like it's available uh, the Amazon website and also to the local uh, bookstores, it's available. And the book also got the Library of Congress uh, number. So, you know, like it will be available even in the Library of Congress, uh, you know, catalog of books, if someone wants to go through that and get it. Okay. Wonderful. Well, I'll make sure there's links on our website uh, to that for listeners to make it nice and easy as well. But Amazon is is a great place to look. Well, and I don't think there can be enough books about miracles these days. So I'm really looking forward to, uh, to hearing more of your, of your stories and your poetry from your work and very much appreciate you sharing it and taking the time and energy to write it. Yeah, thank you for being with us today. So thank much. you, it's my pleasure. Hey, and speaking of miracles and poetry, Uncle Mark, don't you have something? Um, you know, what was just the other day. Hang on a second. Let me, uh, I, it is, I do have one actually that I finished just the other day called, okay, it's right here, Miracle Cathedral. It goes, life is either built on overcoming disappointments or an appreciation of miracles that happen every day. Life is either one long stream of surviving constant challenges or a brief exciting game we, for the moment, get to play. Love may be an elusive goal that's easily mistaken for one of its imitations we may never even find, or a daily recognition of this stage we get to play on and the choices that we live from by refusing to go blind. Prayer directs my spirit in a way that I can hear it, where to find that hidden lock that fits our key. Who I am tomorrow versus who I was just yesterday depends on who I now decide to be. 
accepting where I am means even though it's not my preference, there's a place to take my power back within adversity. Gratitude is the doorway to that miracle cathedral. I can enter any time to find the best I'll ever be. Very nice. I love that. Miracles and poetry coming together. I just love that. (laughs) Delivered right here at Rise and Shine. Well, we do need to take a short break, but you'll definitely want to catch what's coming up because we get to hear from a man who's making a meaningful difference, supplying the world with one of the world's most popular drinks. (laughs) You'll also hear a powerful song by Laura Berman. She's a singer-songwriter who's toured nationwide, sharing her soul-filled voice and songs at services, workshops, and conferences. She's also sung backup for Enya on the David Letterman Show and has a featured song in the children's film, Clifford's Really Big Movie. So stay tuned for her song called I Realize right after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. In our changing world, how can you protect the self-esteem, confidence, and dreams of the children you love in just five minutes a day, even from a distance? To learn more about Uncle Mark's Best Indie Book award-winning kids book, his music, and resources to support families, visit TrueSunbeam.com. And if you're an author or musician with a similar mission, learn how to be a guest on the Rise and Shine radio show. Visit Uncle Mark at TrueSunbeam.com. Are you a woman who's tired of staying silent and people-pleasing at the expense of your own health, wealth, and happiness? Discover the roadmap to self-confidence and freedom in Laurieann Rising's international award-winning book, You, Rising, Reclaim Your Life, Live Your Purpose. And if you're an author whose nonfiction or memoir makes a powerful difference, you're invited to be a guest on the Rise and Shine radio show. For books, resources, and show details, visit LaurieAnnRising.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Living large in a tiny square. Broken pieces seem to lead nowhere. Why do I feel that my life is just pretend? All my dreams stay way too small They lead me back to where I started from How can I move when I fear what lies ahead? Well, there's more than what I see Each step brings me closer
with each new day I see my life getting bigger with less denying it's my choice now to leave or just give in and every morning I give thanks amen to all the growth I've experienced and I've become a dream that's worth believing well, there's more than what I see each step brings me Listening to Rise and Shine, and that was Laura Berman's original song, I Realize. She now has five studio albums and is currently writing new songs to support the transformations and healings taking place in our world. So definitely check out laurabermanmusic.com. That's L A U R A B E R M A N M U S I C.com. Yep. And our next guest is literally helping me get my day started on the right foot while making a difference in the world. Absolutely. Michael Riotti is the founder of Los Angeles-based Tintera Coffee Roasters, specializing in premium coffee. Before that, he was the CEO of a multi-billion dollar public real estate firm in Asia. After 13 years, he decided to pursue his lifelong passion and leverage his family's coffee business background to promote the world's fourth largest coffee production nation, the 13,000 islands of Indonesia. Tentera was launched as a mission brand using the world's second most traded commodity to help fund sustainability. 
Michael received his executive MBA from UCLA Anderson and National University of Singapore, and since on the board of Asia Society UCLA, serving as an advisor to a handful of companies. He travels annually to Indonesia to source directly and import coffee back to the U.S. and enjoys coffee, travel, nature, and wildlife. He comes from a five-generation genera Indonesia family and, of course, is currently living in Los Angeles. Welcome, Michael. Thank <laughs> Welcome, you for being Michael. here. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Well, now it sounds like that international business would be pretty a, a pretty good uh, incentive for you know, being able to travel back and forth. Sounds like a good reason to go into the business, <laughs> if nothing else. Right. That was actually one of the reasons why I got into coffee was the ability to travel. Makes sense. That's right along our lines as well. We're we're trying to get set up around here and and uh, be able to do the same thing and kind of take this show on the road. So, well, very very cool. And I'm I'm looking forward to diving in Indonesia. I've heard it's really awesome down there. Is that something you do as well? Yes, exactly. That's a lot of uh, diving spots, um, corals, um, and there's one that's really famous right now called Raja Ampat. It's in the island of Papua, all the way on the far east of Indonesia. Beautiful. Oh, awesome. Thank you. I like inside tips. Appreciate that. This is good. Well, we're, we'll help to uh, publicize it, unfortunately, but <laughs> yeah, it won't be quiet anymore. it'll be fine. Yeah. Don't tell anybody, but uh, <laughs> right. just, oh, that's awesome. Thank you, Mike. Well, I'm really curious. Tentera is such an interesting and unusual name for coffee. What, what does it mean? Uh, well, Tentera is actually an Indonesian word that means to fight for a good cause. And um, you know, we wanted to come up with a name that has a meaning behind what our mission is, but as well as something that people will remember because it's not a common English word, but it can be pronounced in an English way. So that's the reason why we came up with Tentera. And um, it basically means to fight for a good cause. And the whole idea is really to um, help fund conservation projects on a sustainable basis using the uh, uh, second largest traded commodity in the world after oil, which is coffee. And every time coffee sells, we're giving back a percentage uh, to these conservations. That's Fantastic. really neat. And so how much have you been able to give back so far total? We started in 2018, uh, April 2018, and we raised uh, over $30,000 today. Wow. Very good. Congratulations. Awesome. Now, is this something that th th I know that there's some controversy around coffee growing and raising practices and environmentally speaking? Is this something that the company is is addressing as well? I didn't or, or uh, how how are they uh, how are they distinguishing themselves in, in, a, in a global environmental way as well? Right. So what we what we do at Tintera is I, as the founder, I actually go down to the farm uh, myself. I actually go take a look at everything myself. I make sure I see that everything is, um, you know, every all the inter uh, standard practice uh, has to be there. Um, meaning that, like you know, one of the things we look for is make sure there's no no one cutting forests. I mean, we have to protect the the forest. So that's one thing that we look for. Uh, the second thing we look for is making sure labor is uh, people that are working out there are in a, in a, you know, in a, a safe, clean environment, right? Uh, no child labor, for example, too. So that things like that, that I go down myself that uh, I look for, and it starts from the farm, the supplier. 
I mean, you, you, I really have to look through the whole supply chain. It's not just sitting here in Los Angeles, you know, and buying stuff through, uh, through, through the middleman. So, so that's what we really do. And um, some of our uh, coffee is coming from uh, private plantations, which is race, Rainforest Alliance certified. And some of them are in, in other islands that have no rainforest. So, so, so we, we, we are, you know, we are striving and continuously uh, making sure we're Fantastic. protecting the environment. Oh, absolutely. See, that's one of the most important things for me. And I, I know this industry is so huge. I didn't realize it was second after oil, though. Oh, my goodness. That's huge. Yeah, the, the, world, the world likes its black liquids, apparently. She's that's a big, <laughs> she's a big con contributor to the industry as well. So yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to like, I, I can usually take it or leave it. And I'm trying not to get addicted. But, uh, but the, the, the samples, and thank you very much for sending us some samples. We actually get to speak from experience here that this is, it's definitely a difference. There is a difference between premium there coffee is. and... There's and, a huge difference. And I can tell how much your commitment shows in the quality of your product. I, I really, you know, I'm, I'm used to store-bought coffee, which, you know, when you open it, it has a nice coffee, you know, aroma to it. But there's also that sort of burnt thing also, you know, to it as well. And none of yours has the burnt aspect. Every one of them has a very different, unique aroma that is so nice. When you open the bag and, and the taste it's matches. Really, it's it very is. smooth. Yeah. It's I, very smooth. And... So we're, we're very much enjoying it. <laughs> Thank you. And that one, uh, the, 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 the bag, the packaging, you've got the, the, the pour over bag in there that the, basically the packaging itself is the... Describe that. Is that something you came up with? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, a lot of people, um, uh, you know, are used to buying whole bean coffee, ground coffee. Um, and what we have, you know, what we have come up with and introduced in America is the single serve pour over coffee bags, which is basically a little filter bag that comes with the ground coffee and comes with a, a flap on both sides. And what you do is you open the zipper on the bag, you open the flaps, put it over your mug and literally just pour hot water over your ground coffee and it will seep through it. And you get six to eight ounces of coffee in an instant way. But instant coffee doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be lower quality coffee. So what we have done is we want to kind of like cater to that market is, hey, how do we make it convenient? But at the same time, you're still getting the best flavor. You're still getting premium coffee. And with all of this, that's where the single serve comes in. Um, and what's nice about it is that you don't really need any equipment. You don't need to buy a machine up front. You don't have to maintain it. You can bring this paper filter bag um, Anywhere you go, it's very light, travel friendly, and a lot of people love it for camping, for travel, home use, office use. I mean, just about anywhere. So nice. you, you that is keep... something that's been very popular in Japan and, yeah. and spread out in Asia. And, and when I came to LA, I was like, hey, why, why are people not doing it here? I mean, people, people are still drinking with, with the machines, the pods, right? People are still making mm -hmm. it at home, which is great. Too, but, and people are paying so much money for a, a nice pour over. In a, in a specialty coffee shop, right? Seven, $8 for a cup. So now you can really do it yourself for much lower and still get the taste of it and the fun of doing it. 
Well, and it's a bit more sustainable. I know the little um, single serve plastic things and it what is it Keurig that does those I know there's a bunch of different brands now that have them mm -hmm. um, and that's just so much plastic whereas this is just a little paper filter and you know bio it, I assume it's biodegradable since it's paper so there's a lot less impact on the environment for that and you can throw them in a purse and have coffee anywhere like that's just cool <laughs> I love that Right. And, and plus and plus the fact that it's single serve, right? So you don't have to right. over over brew coffee, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Wow. Yep. Yeah, and yep. they always have all those uh those single serving packets in hotels and things. I, I assume that's maybe part of your market or your strategy, but that, that just makes so much sense that you're using the same package for for uh the, the, the serving and the and the portability of the coffee. And then there's no waste afterwards other than just the the bag that's just I, I i love seeing that kind of evolution in an industry and i think that that kind of ties to to my my uh my other question is that i i feel like uh, and and part of the reason we're having this interview with you i mean our our program our station our our our, our desire is to be making a difference you know one one episode at a time basically in this in this case um and and connecting with companies that are focused on like pushing the envelope, you know, cutting, you know, new ground and, and in, in environmental ways and in, in service ways and ways of making the, uh, the world a better place, basically, in this case, you know, one cup of coffee at a time. So, so what, what makes Tentura different from, from other companies other than the, like the bag idea? Well, um, you know, Tentura is different because we are primarily a, an Indonesian focused company. Mm -hmm. So we only specialize in Indonesian coffee. And a lot of people drink Sumatra coffee. They know Java, they know the word Bali. But you know, Sumatra, Java and Bali are part of Indonesia's uh, 13,000 tropical islands. I mean, we have so many different islands that has different names, but that's part of Indonesia. So Indonesia, Indonesian coffee has been very, very famous uh, since the Dutch used to rule Indonesia. As a, and we are a former colony uh, for hundreds of years, and the Dutch were the first one to brought Indonesian coffee to Europe, and, mm -hmm. and and since then it has kind of widespread all over Europe, all over the world, and and I feel like uh, people really like Indonesian coffee. Uh, we are a country grown on the equator, which is where the natural coffee is grown from. Uh, the soil is very fertile, the weather, the climate, everything's made for coffee. So. So we think, I think that, you know, when we, when I started this, I was like, you know what, why go all over the world and try to source different coffee from all over the world and bring it to America, just like everybody else, where I'm a five generation Indonesian, you know, my family's been doing coffee for many years, decades. Um, I know Indonesian coffee probably more than anybody else. Um, you know, I speak the language out there. You know, I, I was born there, I grew up there, spent part of my childhood there. So I, I decided that in order for you to exceed expectations, you have to really focus, right? And the way you focus is really going back to your supply chain and say, hey, look, I'm just going to specialize in Indonesian coffee. And we're such a big country. And I, there's already so much to do in that country that I don't have really the time to go over the world to source coffee. And I think if I can just focus on it, be better than everybody else, then it means I can exceed expectations better. Um, and that's how we really differentiate. And I think every coffee in the world is great. Ethiopian coffee is great. Brazilian coffee is great. Colombian is great. 
It's just that we, I think that coffee has to be much more fun. Um, kind of like when you're drinking whiskey, wine, right? You're trying Italian <laughs> wine, you're trying Italian wine, you're drinking Scotch whiskey, Japanese whiskey, American whiskey, right? Mm -hmm. So I think coffee has needs to come. It's coming. It's definitely already getting to that uh, level where people now want small batch experiential coffee. It's like, okay, I want to try Indonesian, but I want to find the best Indonesian. I want to find the best Ethiopian coffee. I'm going to find the guy who does it better than everybody else. So I think we, the, this market is definitely getting to more specialization. And that's what we, 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 we're, we're different for. All right. And, and you, so you're working directly with the farmers yourself. I mean, you, you're traveling around and when you're, is that what I'm understanding? So you actually get to know the families or the, or the people that you're, that are growing? Well, you know, honestly, I only have two suppliers today in my oh. company. You okay. know, there's so many people that comes up to me and say, Michael, can we, can we supply you coffee? Can we send you samples? I get that constantly. Like mm -hmm. everybody wants to give me their coffee, their raw green bean. But you know, you know, I've done this business for a couple of years now, myself and my family has been longer. You know, I realized that this is a business where it's very, very detailed and complicated, right? You're dealing with little raw bean, uh, tons and tons and containers of it. How do you control all of that, right? And you, it's shipping from another part of the world. So if you don't really specialize, you don't really focus, you don't really come down yourself and look at it, there's no way you're going to be able to control that whole quality process. And I think what, um, what I do is, um, you know, I, I try to limit the amount of supplier because the more supplier mm -hmm. base I have, the harder it is to control. So I said to myself, I'm just going to limit to two of them. In case if something goes wrong with one, I have another backup. But that's about right. it, right? Maybe I might push it to three suppliers and that's about it. So one of them is my family, my family's plantation, uh -huh. which is easy. The other two are my really, really good, good friends, old friends that I grew up with. So, so I, I, I got to know their families since I was young. I've been, I, you know, I spent time with them in their plantations. We, you know, we stayed over out there in the, in the mountains. We would do karaoke in the middle of the night because there's really nothing to do in the plantation. <laughs> so you, right. just do, you, just, you just start singing, you know. But that's the kind of bond that we have created, right, with, with them. And then we go out and meet the farmers. And what's unique about Indonesian uh, uh, coffee is we have 1.5 million small co-op farmers. So Indonesian coffee is the fourth largest producer in the world, but it's produced by 1.5 million farmers. Whereas Brazil wow. is the world's largest coffee producer, but they're controlled by corporations. They're not owned by farmers. So that's the reason why they can scale so big because they're all industrialized. Whereas in our country, we're, we, we large, we're large, but it takes 1.5 million people to really get it, get that output, right? So, okay. so you know, we have to work with all of them. Um, and that's what my, my goal is. Every year I, I, I travel back to Indonesia, except for now COVID. Um, but, you know, I try to visit every farm that we source from and really meet with the, the farm, you know, the community leader, talk to them, spend time with them. And I think that's really key. Wow. wow. Very that cool. So how many, how many of those 13,000 islands have you actually been to? <laughs> that's just, that's just so fascinating. <laughs> I didn't realize it was that big. That's amazing. It, it is amazing. I mean, it, Indonesia is such a big country. It's the largest country in Southeast Asia. It's the largest economy in Southeast Asia. It's actually the biggest economy after China and India in Asia. Um, so wow. it's a very big country. It takes five, six hours to fly from the Western part of the country to the Eastern part. That takes about really? five to six hours. That's, I had yes. no idea. That's that bigger big. than the states. That's I mean, isn't that I mean, it, 
That's impressive. It's almost from India. It's almost from India all the way to Papua, Papua New Guinea, all the other side. And oh, but it's a lot oh of goodness. water around it. So uh -huh. so we don't have it's not like the US where it's one kind of like right. one land, sure. one big sure. you know? Right. It's a right. lot of water. We know we're with island boys. Sailing would be a big so thing. Cool. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Wow. Well, okay. Well, I'm I'm really curious too. Um, the different flavors of the coffees, you know, the descriptions on the bags are so rich, you know, the dark chocolate or chocolate, the citrus, the nuttiness, all of those kinds of descriptions. What creates the flavor itself? Is it something when it's planted? Are you adding something in the roasting process? Like how... What creates yeah. each unique flavor? Do you, are, do you also grow chocolate and oranges <laughs> and, you know, those kinds of things? <laughs> you know, you know, you know, I like coffee. I love the coffee business because, you know, it's just so much variables in the whole process. I mean, starting from the farming site all the way down to the cup that you're drinking. So I'll give you a quick overview. You need, you need a great farming process different islands, different climate produces different type of coffee. The way you process it, there's the natural processing method, there's the semi-natural, the semi-wash, fully wash. There's all these different methods of processing the raw bean that you take out of the plant. So when the plants are matured, they're ripe, the farmers would go pick it up and there's four different general methods of processing that. And that process alone will automatically create different flavors. Then you ship it to America, right? Then you got to roast it depending on what roaster you use, how, what the roast profile is, that will extract different flavors. And then depending on what grinder you use, what espresso machine you use, the different type of brewing methods you use, whether it's a French press, a pour over V60, an AeroPress, they all comes out differently. So the same coffee put into a different roaster and different brewing method and different grind size will produce different coffee flavors at the end wow. when wow. the consumer receives it. So it's, it's a very dynamic process. So coffee is actually hmm. really fun. There's no set of rules that say you have to do it this way, that way. And coffee is all about, you know, experience it, having fun with it, right? Um, so, so that's the general, uh, the, hmm. the big level about coffee. But, but again, in, in my view is, Every coffee is like a human, right? Every human on this planet has their own different character. They're different and special in, in its own way. Uncle Mark and Lori is completely different from everybody else. You two are very, very unique in your own way. It's just like the, the green bean, right? The Java coffee versus the Sumatra, the Bali, the Flores, they're all very different because they're just differently grown, different climate, everything's different. So what we have to do as the coffee roaster, we really have to find the equilibrium, the, the, the midpoint. How, where is this coffee best tasted? Where, where does that flavor comes out best uh, when we roast it? So not all coffee is roasted dark, right? right? Every coffee could be roasted light roast, medium, medium dark, dark, depending on the mm -hmm. raw bean itself, right? So, mm -hmm. so that's where... As a coffee roaster, that's our job is really to find where's that sweet spot right there for each wow. individual coffee. And they all come out differently. And, and, and that's the whole experience about coffee drinkers. Have fun, right? Yeah. Try different things, you know? <laughs> you don't have to drink the same coffee from Monday to Sunday, you know? Right. 
Right. Well, and so that, it sounds cool. like that that process. I mean, it's just amazing. So, does it vary from year to year? Even I mean, with the culture, with the climate changes going on, and with the heat and the and all that, are you seeing uh, consistency from year to year? With the, I, I would think that would be kind of a nightmare. You know what? Coffee is so dynamic. When we're dealing with uh, modern nature, uh, it changes every season, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, that's a, the, 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 the monsoon season. We don't get enough sun. Uh, so the, the raw beans doesn't dry as fast, right? Th there's a lot of factors. But mm -hmm. I think it comes back down again to the basic fundamentals. You have to farm it in the right way. There's, there's a farming technique that you have to follow, right? There's a processing method that you have to follow. You just cannot do any shortcuts in the uh, plantation site. And, and if you do it correctly, if you have coffee that's even six months old, one year old, it will still taste so much better than coffee that are freshly brewed, but they're processed in a shortcut, in a, in a okay. fast Okay. So, so it's so like a lot wine. Of, so I do. <laughs> <laughs> Beans are yeah. like wine. They, so, they, they're you know, better with age. <laughs> You know what? We started doing that right now with Tentera. I'm, I'm doing a little uh, experiment, experiments uh, internally. So I have coffee that are six months old, one year old in my house because I get so much coffee always. So, you know, uh, you know, the amount of coffee sitting in my cabinet. So I always take it out. I was like, oh my gosh, this is already nine months old, but I'm still going to try it because I want to know like how it tastes nine months from, from the day we roast it. Uh -huh. And you know what? It actually tasted better. Um, so, wow. so I think I think that could be the first aged coffee coming out very soon, <laughs> very kind of like whiskey and, and, and wine. You know, I like wow. it. I like wow. it. You bet. Man, we're we're getting close to the end of the our our time today, but I know you actually mentioned you have a special offer for listeners, so I want to give you the chance to share that uh, with with everybody. Right. Right. So. Um, uh, you know, for any of the first-time customers um, that are looking to try uh, Tentera, uh, you know, uh, welcome to come to our website um, at tenteracoffee.com. Uh, it's free shipping, returns. Uh, it's 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money, you know, full, full refund. Uh, we have a special promo code. Uh, come try it out. It's risk-free. Um, we have, we, we, we are growing very fast. We have a lot of great positive reviews on Amazon, on our website. Um, and, you know, and I'm, as the founder, I'm telling you, try it out. It's going to be life changing. Well, I appreciate the education, Mike. This is Man, been, uh, and, very... and the coffee really is very, very different. And I can tell just the quality and the smoothness There's and some... the unique flavors from each one. I just, we're really enjoying them very much. So we can definitely recommend it on your behalf. And so I'll make sure those links are on our website at riseandshineis1.com. Make it easy for everybody. I'll just have the information there so they can click through and visit you and, and order and everything. So thank you so much for being with us today. We really appreciate it very much. Right. right. The promo code is rise and shine. That's All right. So put thank in rise you. and shine. Thank you very Tentera. much. Oh, so, I'll, so it's I'll, the website and then... Y'all make sure it's on our website okay, and it's but, all there. So, so tentera.com and then forward slash rise and shine. Mm -hmm. Very good. So, right. Yeah. Cool. Right. The well, promo code is rise and shine. 
It's only for your customers. I love it. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you. That's super. Thank, Thank you, you. Well, before we go, I just want to remind all of our listeners uh, that we do, we, we are on a mission here on the show. So while we are having a lot of fun, our deeper mission is to help create a world that works for everyone and to uplift voices that are not typically heard in our culture. So we love supporting authors, musicians, innovators, entrepreneurs, business owners, and others who coffee offer growers. their yeah, coffee growers, absolutely, who offer their authentic and real selves in everything that they do. And Michael, you are such an example of that. Definitely. If you or someone you know has a message that matters and you'd like the opportunity to reach our worldwide audience, please visit our website at riseandshineas1.com. There's options available and feel free to reach out to us with your ideas too. We're looking forward to connecting with everybody. Lots of other perks and stuff. Uh, but uh, uh, So thank you again for joining us in the Rise and Shine show. We wouldn't be here without you. And be, uh, be sure to join us on our fan club as well, where you can get a lot more into the, the, the history, what we're happening, what, what we've been doing, and uh, kind of our mission and, and deeper and conversations. Yeah, we've, we've actually had some, some, some fun along the way and going to be having a lot more. So anyway, but also you'll be able to know that your contributions will help create a world that works for everyone by keeping us on the air and focusing on serving. So thank you for your help with that. So until next week. Wherever you are. There's going to be time for remembering to rise, rise and shine. shine. <laughs> See you next week. Thank you for listening to Rise and Shine. Please join Lorianne Rising and Uncle Mark Olmstead for another great show next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, keep rising and shining. Just love, just love.